Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler minisode for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes, spoilers. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight, and joining me from across the pond, he's a man who I would entrust to guard the galaxy. It's John Burke from Burke Views. How are you, sir? I am okay. Holy crap, is that a Zune? Uh, <laughs> I understood that reference. Yes. There's two MC um, references, one go there. But um, we, you're up on this film, but we, we uh, for those who are new, we always dive straight into the spoiler minisodes. Non-spoiler thoughts were dropped a few days ago. Spoiler for that, we both thought this film was, uh, was a good film. John, uh, John maybe was one step higher on the ladder than me, but I had a good time with it. Uh, John, why did why did you like this film? What what was it about Volume Three? So, are we jumping right in spoilers here? Spoiler warning. I think warning? so. Okay. Um, I I loved everything about Rocket for sure. Um, there is uh, it's very clear if you've seen Toy Story. There's a Toy Story vibe to Rocket's uh origin where he meets his friends and they're all kind of scary, but they're not scary. They're really sweet and kind. It very much feels like when Woody and Buzz are in um Sid's room and all of the toys that have been disfigured by sid roll out very and initially they look kind of terrifying but then they're not it it very much feels like that and that um rocket is so cute as the little little baby raccoon and it's also he's so when he's hurt it's so sad that he says he's in pain like it's it's incredible a, a lot of the, the rocket stuff and rocket getting his revenge on the man who killed his first surrogate family and also why he fights so viciously to keep this current one goddamn face off yeah i oh dude that's so violent when you find out that that's a mask um yeah it's that's horrifying that uh, i think david said that when we got out of the thing it's like kids can't see that that's like a traumatizing james gunn level gore moment yeah. um when you I see the why face, his face was stitched on. i kept looking at his face and uh, you can tell too. obviously it's augmented around the edges by i just something. assumed that was part of the evolution thing that he's obsessed with that yeah, he like, exactly. evolved himself but nope that's not it, it. Was, the it, the elasticated look was because his face was being kept on by that yeah um just so many cool things like that um I really enjoyed uh, the Nebula element. Nebula stepping into being like a becoming a human. I guess you could argue, like she, like seeing her yeah. soften and develop an arc over the the three movies has been really rewarding. Um, her love of the team and her love of Rocket is so so clear. Uh, I I thought Mantis getting to action because we got to remember Mantis was like the way they introduce Mantis in the second movie is she's, she's not really a main character. She becomes one over the course of the film yes. here. She's with the team from the get go. And we really get to see her get uh, more to do. Yeah. I mean, she got some stuff to do in infinity war and, and whatnot, but she was still like, you barely knew her. This was really yeah. the movie where we get to see what she wants and what she desires. And I think that's a really satisfying arc as well. Um, Quill gets some funny moments getting to drop the first F bomb in the MCU <laughs> with Nebula open the effing door for the car improv as well. And from what I've heard, it was, I, I, was I, I really, that was, I, I've heard that. I don't, I've not fact checked it, but it sounds like you said, it feels very, very much like something Pratt would have done. I, I just thought everyone was firing on all cylinders. And I think what you brought up with, um, but, uh, Drax, is they reminded us why Drax was so angry in the first movie. Because the second movie, he becomes a goofball. They brought it full circle. Ignoring yeah, the and they film. really, <laughs> they reminded us 
why he was so devastated is because he was a father. He became the destroyer because his family was murdered. And here you get to see like he was a good dad. That's what his his skill is. He's not really he's not a bad fighter, but his number one thing is he's good with kids and getting those moments where he talks to those kids is really cool. Um, I I just had a blast with this movie. I thought it was super fun. So many good jokes and bits. And uh, I was super satisfied when it ended. I thought it gun did a really good job of bringing everything full circle, tying up the loose ends and not not killing off the team. Um, There is one Princess Leia surviving the the explosion Ooh. moment in this where i don't know how peter quill comes back from his death sequence because his dude face... i thought they'd gone there i thought they went there and yeah it would have been so right given the reactions from the characters yep they did set up it being possible to save him though in in my like they set up like the medical system in the guardians universe seems way more advanced than anything we've seen in the mcu because even when rockets shot at the beginning of the movie they're just like oh no big deal we got these little pad things that'll heal him instantly i'm like well when did that become a thing like that seems like we should get some of those on earth because i don't think stark knows about those like uh that part of it like they did set up the possibility of someone being revived from a horrendous thing but at the same time you're watching his face swell and you're like yeah he's not he can't come back from this right or if he does he will never look like chris pratt again which they don't explain they just it just is i did i didn't feel like it was a cop-out but i can definitely if someone is upset with the that fake out i can understand um because other movies that have done that have upset me I just felt like they had set it up where it made sense how they saved him, even though, again, I don't think his face should be normal again. So completely. I mean, I did find it a bit of a cop out only because they went so far as to show literally mm-hmm. the life draining from him, his face swelling up as, you know, the vacuum of space destroyed him. And I imagine breathing in the vacuum of space would have destroyed your organs as well. But I did think it was a cop out to a point. I get what you mean, though, that there was that setup. So if you squint, it's there. I just thought it was would have been such a powerful ending. And given that, you know, Batista and Zoe Saldana have all said they're, they're, they're done with these characters now, yet they're still out there. Now, of course, them being out there doesn't necessitate they should be in the films, but there'll always be that question now about, you know, why where's Drax or where is this variant of Gomorrah. She was very, uh, she was used here and in the other film as well. Um, the, the in game, um, the other film that there was, is going to be a question. So I was kind of surprised that there wasn't any casualties. I, you know, like a lot of people, I went in with a Deadpool thinking, well, well it looks like rocket's gone. And I think Drax might as well, just because of the comments, but nope, they, every, everybody is, still there everybody who matters is still there um yeah i was going to mention the 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 lack of death in it which didn't uh waylay me from the story i don't think it changes the film being a good film or not is sometimes you look at it and think the way that certainly with peter the way the characters reacted and the way that it happened as well like just floating debris and everything it just felt like a powerful way to end it however no they didn't go that way and I think you mentioned it on the non-spoiler. You know, it it closed. The, the story's closed, but the doors are still open. If they ever say to Batista, for example, he's a lot of money. Come back for this last film. He'll be back. Same with Peter. Same with everyone else. They can bring them back if they want to. Which, on one hand, is 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 a positive because people love the characters. Um, 
one of the one of the scenes we both mentioned, which we can now talk about in the non-spoiler, was one particular action scene which was wonderfully choreographed. The stunts were great. It looked great. The the band is back together, and that was yep. I believe this is being called the hallway scene now, John. Okay, where everybody's back together. Gamora's there, even if she doesn't realise that she was once part of the Guardians or was once Peter's um, partner which I think is a cool through line throughout. And actually there's progression to that as well, just to butt in myself that in the beginning, Peter, yes, I know Gamora was the love of his life and everything, but I was sitting there thinking, dude, just take the answer. She's, she's saying, no, just kind of take that and maybe count any losses and move on. And he was being, he was pushing and pushing. And I thought, man, I'm not sure about this. And then, you know, trust to process that by the end of it, there is progression for that as well and from both characters as well but the hallway scene though my friend yeah probably certainly the best action scene in the mcu for a long time the shang chi bus scene was was very cool but yeah i think this upped it certainly since the last two event films really enjoyed seeing this and again everybody got their moment to shine you got the yep. beastie boys in the background which the significance was lost on me but it looked cool and it sounded cool didn't it which beastie boy song was it? i i we did not no remember sleep till what Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I don't know that it ties it into looks, anything outside good. of it. It's got the right tone yeah. at the moment. Um, and the, the, the way they film it where we're like bouncing between everyone, it feels like a long take, but obviously it's, it's all digital because everything that you're seeing on screen is yes. not real for the most part. Um, but you get to see every, I, I feel like you see character growth in the action sequence, which is something that you hear a lot of people talk about an action scene. Shouldn't just be an action scene. It should have something to progress the story or the it's characters. And I think this well. does both. Right. Exactly. It's the surrogate family back together. Uh, this is what we've been fighting for this whole time was to reassemble the team. And here they are, at peak performance and watching quill is really impressive because we're i mean we do know i i forget now that he is technically a celestial he's not just a human after all i actually completely forgot that until i was about to say so did it's I. cool seeing a human just be incredible but yeah he's not he's not just a human we i forgot they they took that away from that character he is uh exceptional in every way and it, it but it's so cool watching them all do their thing and, and it be successful and how they bounce off of each other. Uh, it's just really, really cool. Um, loved that action scene so much. A yes. uh, lot of fun. Yes. Very cool. Um, I liked the, I liked all the characters together. Didn't really find too many nitpicks in this one, John. Um, nope. I do think uh, a, a, a classic bam. I think maybe it's a five, 10 minutes too long. I think it started to overrun a little bit. But I enjoyed the action. I think the humor landed. I think you mentioned on the non-spoiler, if you like James Gunn style, then you're pretty safe here. If not, then you may or may not struggle. But I, I enjoyed the humor. I don't think it was quite as laugh out loud at times as some of the others or even some of his own films. But he was balancing a darker tone with what was happening with Rocket and you know the potential fates of the Guardians at one point. I was sure Drax was dead because he just kept getting shot. Um, and they kind of framed it as if that was, that was it. And then he's up again, which is again, which is fine. Um, how old are ducks in it? How old are ducks? You know, this guy yeah. saved the galaxy many, many times and he's back again. Um, Warlock. I liked Warlock. I think he had a great introduction the way he just came in and absolutely beasted the guardians. And, um, I just wish I'd done a bit more of his character, but, Two questions for you, JB. Obviously, the Warlock, Warlock character, how did you find him now that you can talk more spoilers? And also, the whole kill switch 
rocket issue. How did you find that as well? Um, I mean, it, it's a MacGuffin, right? Like it's the thing that moves the plot. Uh, I'm, I'm accepting of that. We need something, um, to move the plot forward. Uh, it didn't feel like it, it, it felt like it made sense in terms of rockets overall story, even though a lot of that was because we didn't know any of his story. So they, yeah. uh, he, he, basically fit in a way to create a backstory and explain why rocket had not shared that backstory with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it pays off in big ways when, when Quill finds out what happened to rocket and stuff like the emotion that they both have it, it, the empathy and the pathos there just really worked for me. So uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And they made, they made people feel things for anthropomorphized animals floor the floor, the rabbit, or the, the like you said, they're all t- 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 enhanced. Um, Lila, Teeths as well, and, and Rocket. Yeah. We had a moment later on in the film where Rocket flatlines, and it's and it's Lila who says, you know, t- your time's not up yet, your story's not done. And somehow I'm looking at what what is it, what, an otter and a raccoon? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is quite sweet. This is quite touching. Why? What's going on? How am I? What? I don't know. I understand how this is a thing but i'm here for it if you know what i mean yeah. it shouldn't work but um in another context that's a kids movie but in this context you're like oh yeah. this isn't for kids and and it's not like you like you mentioned with um with the high evolutionary's face being torn off and revealing yeah. that he's, he is literally the red skull underneath it um you've got an f-bomb in there there's a few more swear words littered throughout as well and the kind of scenes of animal abuse torture incineration um the uh, implications and innuendo of sexuality that quill always is dropping always um, does and you've got you've yeah. got like human kids trapped and in, in, enslaved or imprisoned as well as which yeah. is probably going to be frightening for kids and you know that, that they they found a way to incorporate that and make it feel like part of the story and not like another obstacle that they just have to get over the line um and i think the yeah. villain was good i think the high evolutionary was yeah i enjoyed his character got very loud and very hammy but i liked him i yes. felt a threat more so than i did when i saw warlock despite warlock having a really cool intro scene yeah. i think his character kind of regressed somewhat and i know in the film they said that you know he was essentially a child released early or whatever born early yeah. or whatever and he is a child which i get okay fine um, I just wish, and I don't blame Will Poulter. Cause I think he's, I think he's, um, I think he does a great job. It. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, the High Evolutionary as well. I think the actor's very good as well. Yep, it just he just goes in, but some, but when he goes in and it works, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel you. I can yeah. understand what you're doing here. I, I dig it. So, I, I was there anything that you weren't a fan of JB? Because I'm, str- I'm, I'm thinking of a few things like the pacing here and there. A few of the jokes didn't land. Whatever. Um, I love the um, fact that it didn't tie into anything else, but. Was there anything which didn't work? Not that I can remember. Um, I, I I was worried about the villain a couple of times where it felt like he was maybe going to go too big, but I think it kind of makes sense because he is a fanatic. Um, he he definitely is drinking his own Kool Aid, and I I see that reflected in a lot of our society. And if you follow Gun, <laughs> you kind of know where his stance is on things, and it's definitely I think a reaction to the world we're living in. Um, more so than than not uh this he's always been a uh, a rallying cry for the misfits right like the outcasts of society yeah. stepping up and, yeah. and pushing back that. against the norms and so all of that stuff just works for me man and if there were any issues i i don't 
they were covered up with the things that I was having a blast enjoy and viewing and watching and like all the little things like the them saying, Hey, stay here. And then B- Batista stealing the motorcycle and tricking Mantis, all of that kind of worked for me. Cause it, it's, it, it's all there. To, you see the, the writing, like it's all setting up what's going to happen, but it feels within their characters. It doesn't feel like someone writing a character to do something they shouldn't do. It's like, yeah, no. he, truly understands who these characters are in his view like these are guns take on these characters and gun knows how they would do things and it that is so essential to a good story in my opinion is like this gun isn't just like oh i'm making comic book characters he's like no these are real yeah quote unquote people right these are these are beings or entities or aliens or whatever you want to call them with emotions and and motivations and gun gets their their super objectives and you see that in every decision that they make even when you don't agree with it you understand why they're making it you're like that's stupid but that's drax and you that makes the movie like for me really easy to watch and enjoy and if i'm i'm sure some people disagree with that take but for me i think gun has a good grasp of who these characters are and executes that every step of this movie specifically no, I agree. He took them out of relative obscurity and has now thrust them very yeah. much into the limelight. And is it because they're cool? Yes. But is it because they're written very well and they're cast very well and all the production level stuff? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that joke was great on the bike. Jump on, we'll, we'll, we'll ride to the plane. The one yeah. that's there. Yep. And the, um, and the buttons joke got me as well when Peter is kind of professing you know, really opening his heart to Gamora for the first time and doesn't realise he's on an open comms channel and, you know, they're oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I pressed a blue one because she's wearing a blue suit. And, you know, red means orange, green means yellow, orange means red, and that whole thing. I was like, it's so daft, but it, it works because of the delivery of it and the back and forth between the characters yep. of what could easily just be silly humour. But it works, JB, so... um yeah, up, both up on this film. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in for better or worse about Guardians 3? No, I, I am... All this movie did for me, though, um, between these three films and Suicide Squad, I I know there's a lot of pushback against Gunn and the changes that he's making to the DC, and I do still think they're not doing a clean slate enough because there are there's still an unclear what is canon and what isn't. But... I think when we get the gun Superman movie, which will be delayed now because of the writer strike. But when we get that, that's when I, I think his DC will really become the, the, the essence. And I, man, I just, I'm so curious to see what he's going to do. And think of everything about Superman feels contrary to what we've seen gun take on. Yep, um, because exactly in the comic, Superman is perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's not Gunn's characters. Gunn's characters are flawed. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do with Superman and what his take will be. And let's not forget, he was involved with Brightburn. He did not write it. But Brightburn was that kind of like horror movie take on the Superman character. What if Superman didn't have compassion for humanity? What if he was a sociopath? And the movie does not work. I think it's badly written and it feels like they had three different threads of a story that they didn't know which one they were pulling on. But that felt more like Gunn's take on that character. So him doing an authentic Superman story, I'm very curious to see what happens. But this movie reminds me that when he's all in, he's all in and I enjoy what he brings us. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does for the DCU. 
Yep, I agree. I'm interested to see his style translating into a Superman film, given the stoicism of that character. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, uh, Guardians 3, a uh, thumbs up from both of us here. A refreshing entry into the MCU. Maybe my thoughts on it are elevated because the last few have been a little lackluster for me. However, it's I can, definitely possible. I, I, I can uh, respect when a film is a good, fun film, and this is that. So that's our thoughts on Guardian 3. Uh, did you guys like Guardian 3 or were we just sitting here saying it's great and everyone else hated it? We know they didn't. It's doing very well at the box office and critically as well. But what did you guys think? Let us know. Find us on social media to tell us. Find us on Twitter at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. John, where are we on Instagram? We are at Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. If you're on Facebook, just go to Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast to find us on there. Check out the Tomato Meter on Rotten Tomatoes and you'll see the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast name there, contributing to those numbers that people seem to take so much joy and angst with. Uh, if you want to find me online, you can do whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and just search What I Watch Tonight across all of the socials, including Letterboxd. John, where are you? I am at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all the social media platforms. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, we would be forever in your debt. Uh, it gets more people listening to the show. It gets us up the algorithm and lists and all that good stuff. And it's another way for us to hear from more film fans each and every week. And with that, as always, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blood, 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 bloody, blood, 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 bloody.